Welcome to Family Features, a podcast for anyone who wants to experience healthy relationships within their family. This is Dr. Corey Gilbert, and I'm honored to come alongside you to encourage, educate, and equip you as we focus on the different relationships that make us family. Let's get started and focus on today's feature. Hey there, this is Dr. Corey Gilbert with the Healthy Marriage Inner Circle and the Warrior Marriage Podcast. Today we're going to look at some questions that came up um, as members have joined uh, my free Facebook group. You can find that at facebook.com slash groups slash the healthy marriage. I'd uh, love to have you join and love, love to have you interact and love to have you um, submit your questions as well uh, so that we can post them here. One of the ones here, the comments really was, this is a reminder that this life isn't about me and that I'm here to serve God and further his kingdom. That's why I'm doing this. Um, Your marriage becomes the hub of so much. And so how your marriage goes, so goes your family, so goes society, so goes our world. And our marriages are not, I mean, there's a lot of strong marriages, but there's a lot of marriages that are really struggling. And what's sad to me and scary for me is how many people have settled for, well, I guess this is just the marriage I have. No, this is the marriage you've created. So minor tweaks, not big ones, minor tweaks can change everything. And so being able to be able to get off myself, focus off on someone else changes everything. Marriage itself changes me because if I'm actually living out God's commands there, I'm actually focusing on someone else a lot more than I did before. And it can change, uh, it will change me and it changes them and changes society. So being able to get myself to focus on others becomes a huge one. Some of you do a good job serving others, serving your community, serving in different places from PTA to, you know, the parents um, thing at school to um, different uh, ministries around or um, civic groups. Exactly. This is what it's about. When we serve, when we invest in others, we're changed. And so that's that's really I mean, that's a big part of what we do uh, or what I do here. Another question or another comment here was this actually helps me be accountable and encourage us to continue day in and day out to pursue uh, the love of God. Um, your focus every day, if it's on God and what he's done and who you are and who you are in Christ, your day's going to be very different. And more often than not, we wake up and we just go. We, we get into our, our fast-paced life. And how many times I've talked to Kelly, my wife, and it's like, how was your day? And it's like, well, it was just driving the kids around and it becomes this kind of like the day was lost and it wasn't but it can feel that way and really marriage and family becomes something that uh, if we're not careful we let it just slide by which is where when you have younger kids uh, people with older kids say cherish these days because they will they will be gone in the blink of an eye and when you're young you have younger kids you're like huh yeah right that'll never happen and then it does as they grow up they grow up fast and um, they separate very easily um, for the most part. How can we focus on what God's called us to do as a husband, as a wife, as a parent, in our jobs, the neighbors around us, um, people that uh, need help? <clears throat> so this person says that I would say some of the main recurring issues within our marriage are that of sex and intimacy, bringing ourselves uh, to the same level of agreement and finances, um, and that we are getting better two top two reasons for divorce money and sex they have nothing to do with money or sex how do we get on the same page with the finances we have a lot of budget meetings <laughs> we have a lot of um, come to Jesus moments 
and, and you schedule these, which all this stuff seems so unsexy, un, un, um, fun when you think of the practical. We need to. This has to be um, put as a priority. Your finances, it comes in and it goes out. And it's the whole Dave Ramsey zero buzz budget. If you look at the month coming and you know where it's all going, there's a lot more peace. Uh, when you see where it's all going and you can make tweaks and changes, a lot more peace. But it's when it feels like it just kind of runs through your fingers. Or when one of you is actually doing something that the other disagrees with, um, you need to be on the same page. So what is money? Money is a revealer. It reveals our hearts, our selfishness. And it's actually meant, I think, meant to create conversation and intimacy, which is hard um, as you um, nav navigate together the financial. Now, the sexual is actually very similar. It's a revealer. It actually reveals our selfishness and a lot of our, our, our dark side even, which is really scary, same with money. Um, sex is very simple, very easy. Um, but when it doesn't work, it can get really bad because it gets really personal. And so being able to find help and get help. Um, books like Celebration of Sex by uh, Doug Rosenau, it's a great resource. Anything from the, the Penners, um, Clifford and Joyce Penner, great resources to help you maybe ask questions that you haven't asked before as a couple. Um, I have all my students read Sheet Music by Kevin Lehman. It's a very, very good book. Um, and even books like from Doug Rosenau, um, The uh, Celebration of Sex for Newlyweds. That's a really good, small, easy read book. Uh, and the parrots have one as well for newlyweds. These help you get on the same page, same vocabulary, same way to think about it. Why we don't tend to grow up talking about this very easily. Most of us don't. And so doing so becomes very difficult. The irony when my wife and I got married is I could talk about this subject, no problem. But our biggest struggle is talking about my bowels, ugh, my health issues, which was my gut issues. It was so embarrassing, so embarrassing. And it's, it was funny to see how much that was more embarrassing than anything else, which helped me also see where a lot of people are at when it comes to these conversations. <clears throat> Your sexual intimacy, huge priority, but it's only a small little part of the marriage. I think of a computer screen and you think of the icons on the bottom or on the side, and it needs to be one of those icons, a small piece. But when there's problems, it fills up the whole screen. And I've talked to many couples that are on the verge of divorce because they can't figure this stuff out. And it's like, whoa, wait a minute. And let's get things in priority. Let's actually have conversation. I'm kind of that mediator. And then all of a sudden, within an hour or two, they're not divorcing. It's like, wow, this is scary how our commitment can be that shattered by something. And it's true. We are very fickle if we're not careful, which is why this person's actually very being very accurate and saying, hey, I need to be careful with this. Another one said that my health challenges that I've struggled with for over 20 years becomes a big struggle. Your health and your mental health become huge barriers to, to the life that I think God wants for you. But they don't have to be. A lot of it is learning skills to help get around those things. And so our health, our physical health, um, I think a lot of the times we settle for even what a doctor says in terms of what the prognosis is versus learning our body and learning how to kind of improve it little step by step. A lot of the problems we have come back to our diet and the lack of sleep and the lack of exercise. I had doctors tell me, don't exercise at all. It's all unhealthy for you because of how bad my body was. Years later, I found out that was not true. I needed to do a very, very mild form of exercise, nothing cardio, and I would have been healthier. 
and I've learned to do a little more of that and be more active. Um, and that's changed everything. The biggest one that changed for me was diet, um, changing, just having certain things I just don't eat um, and learning what my body reacted to. And, and there's a delicate balance for me between I can eat things if my stress is really low, which is only in like the summertime. Um, but when my stress is high, my list of what I can eat is decreases. And so being able to figure yourself out when there's se severe physical, um, chronic physical health issues, um, it becomes a centerpiece. Think about it this way. I would want you to be able to see that as also another icon on the screen that you're able to focus on other things despite that physical or even mental health thing so that you can be serving others and serving your family. Satan wants you distracted. He wants you focused on yourself. He wants you self-absorbed. He wants you um, addicted to your phone scrolling. And, and that's what he wants. So how can we combat that? And even when there's something as severe as physical health, uh, overcome that by actually really locking arms with this person, this partner that God, God's given us and making a marriage that we're proud of, which is really important. Another one that that's a, this person mentioned was how to be less anxious and depressed. Same thing, that mental health part. I'm not anxious tattooed here or depressed tattooed here, which is a lot of times what we end up doing. I, I'm dealing with a part of me gets really anxious or I'm, I, I have to almost deal with this part of me that gets depressed and I need to figure out what to do with it. Learning skills changes everything. Now, my wife and I have discovered a certain line that gets crossed that I can have, kind of struggle with depression and I can manage it and come back. There's times where I cross that line and I can't think straight and she has to actually help me kind of recalibrate and get back. And it's nothing, I don't use any medicine or any even supplements for that matter, for me. Um, I have in the past. And we've found ways to actually navigate that back and move that back quick. The thing that changed my life for depression and anxiety was actually the Alpha Stim. It's A-L-P-H-A Alpha dash S-T-I-M dot com. Um, an amazing tool that every, 20 minutes and I'm a different person. Use it every day, multiple times a day when I'm not doing, not doing really well. And it's become a tool. So my suggestion is to you is find answers, find tools. Any book by Dr. Daniel Amen um, is a great resource on depression and anxiety. He's got some great one that looks at, here's what I would suggest first before medications. And then when things get really bad, medications are a lifesaver. But I would see medications as a temporary solution to get me back on track to then manage it in this other way. And I would say very few people need it for life. And so be careful with that uh, and, and, and finding tools that you can actually raise yourself out of that depressive place or that, that anxious place. Anxiety is a different, little bit different because anxiety is one that we need anxiety. We need to have this humanity in us. Um, you're going to get on a stage or present or talk to a group of people. You're going to be anxious. It's not a bad thing. So being careful to not... Um, overthink it and think it's all bad and I need to eliminate all of it is really, really important. Um, and then depression is a, is a more difficult one because when you sink down that low, you oftentimes can't think straight as I described. Um, this, this person actually said the biggest struggle that they um, think of kind of coming up is that they're getting married and is quality time. Exactly. You will have to carve out this time. So there, here's, here's some weird questions for you to think about. 
You need to decide whether you're going to have a TV in your bedroom or not and what that quality of time is going to look like. You need to decide about the kind of media and video games and things like that you're, are you going to consume. The rule about the phone, your phone. If you put your phones charging in another room and your bedroom, you keep that out, it can change your relationship. If you have certain rules set in place about, and, and there are boundaries for your health, that you don't use your laptop after a certain time, um, it helps your sleep. And there's all sorts of data that shows this, that your phone, laptops, iPads, any digital stuff after a certain time, and I struggle with that. I like to work all the way up till I pass out. And I have to, it's a hard one for me. Um, for those of you on social media, see that I post at all hours uh, and I do stuff all the time because uh, I kind of find the times that I can in between all the other things that I do. And here's the, the thing with like my wife and I, we talk every day, sometimes for hours. We set aside that time. Now, is yours better in the morning or in the evening? Now, the morning might be better early in the morning, except if someone's not a morning person. But what about the the, the 10 or 11 or 12 o'clock at night conversation about finances. We need to have boundaries around that. We need to be careful that we're not trying to go into hard conversations and the other person's about to pass out or is really irritable because they've had a long day. Um, and this is part of caring for each other and finding that that balance and that, that um, and balance is maybe the wrong word, but that rhythm as a couple. And every every time, every season it changes. You know, we're heading into spring soon, which means more outdoor and things like that for some people. I like the winter where we're going to the snow and snowshoeing and skiing and stuff. Um, and every every one of us has a different rhythm with that. Snow time for me is play. My wife, it's stay by the fire. It's stay inside. Um, for us with Boy Scouts, we go camping year round, being able to just get outside and be under the stars and um, is, a, is a joy actually which is wild. Another one here, how to for, be forgiving and not hold grudges and to manage expectations. I'm going to end with this one right here. Um, you, Your expectations are there, whether you know that they're there or not, whether you know which ones they are and what they are. And oftentimes you find out your expectations when the other person violates them. So this is crazy to think about, but when they cross a line that you didn't know that you had, Oh, you feel offended. You need to be able to recognize, huh, I didn't realize that was there and I haven't voiced it because I couldn't have, or I knew it was there, but I didn't voice it. Conversation, let's talk. Um, and it's a constant back and forth. You're learning each other, which is why Gary Thomas in his book, Sacred Marriage, another amazing resource, talks about um, that it takes about nine to 14 years for a couple to find themselves as an, their, their kind of that us identity. Nine to 14 years. That's huge. So how in this first 10 years of marriage do you survive? Well, it's a constant tweaking and retweaking and recalibrating and conversations and, oh, I miss this and expectations that clash. Forgiveness is a critical one. That's one that in scripture, it's very much we're commanded to forgive. And I actually would even put it this way. You're commanded to forgive whether you want to or not. That's hard. And what we've done in society at times is we've gone, well, I'll forgive you when I feel like it, which, you, which means you never will. So forgiveness comes first. It's a choice. It's me surrendering to God and saying, God, I'll forgive even if they don't deserve it, even if I don't want to. 
And what happens after I make that conscious choice is my body and my heart and my emotions catch up. It could be a while. And if I'm intentional, it can be sooner than later. But I've got to choose to do what I don't want to do, which is same in struggles in marriage. There's times where I just say I surrender and I stay when I really just want to run. Um, and I submit to my husband, submit to my wife, not in the sense of surrender, like, all right, just use me. Ugh, that's gross. It's the idea of, no, I, I'm I committed to you and you're safe. And so I, I, I set my, my will aside. I set my, my desires aside and I'm um, engaging this conversation when I don't want to or I will, I will um, be. Um, that's a hard one because we are selfish, self-centered beings. And so being able to be careful with um, what I do with my expectations, how I manage forgiveness, holding grudges is cancer. Go back to 1 Corinthians 13, what love is. It keeps no record of wrong. Be careful with that. Pay attention to that, that if that happens, it gets into the what John Gottman talks about, the four horsemen of the apocalypse, criticism, contempt, defensiveness, and stonewalling. When we start criticizing and we start kind of bringing up records of wrong and we start nicking away, we're not about us anymore or their well-being. I, it's all about me. Same for these other ones. Contempt is hate. Uh-uh, no place for that. Defensiveness. You don't need to bring a defense to your spouse. This is a partnership, friendship. You're on the same team. Stonewalling is where you just turn off. And so these are really important things to remember and why I started the Healthy Marriage Inner Circle, um, on the free Facebook group, and why I do consults for people and all that I do in counseling, coaching, speaking, um, is I care about your sexual health, your mental health, your physical health, um, your spiritual health, your marriage, and how your marriage is a centerpiece for all those other things. How your kids grow up, the safety your kids feel internally, and how they launch into the world, and then how you affect society at, at large, um, and the kind of person you you are and the person that God's called you to be. So I hope you will be someone intentional at building a healthy, strong marriage and that you'll desire more for your marriage and just constantly every day, every week, every month, tweak it so that you're more proud than ever down the road of what you've built as a husband, as a wife, and as a team. So bless you and your marriage and may you have a healthy marriage. Thank you for tuning in to the Family Features Podcast. It has been an honor to serve. Find out more about Dr. Gilbert and his resources for you and your family's growth and success at HealingLives.com. And if you think you could use some support along the way, be sure to book that call at BookDrG.com. And one more thing, if you found this helpful, please share this podcast with others so that we can change the world together.